0: Hey, so my name is Heather Buckheim. I use they them pronouns. I am currently a therapist and I live in Oakland, California. I graduated from UCSB in 2006. So yeah, it's been like 20 years almost since I was a news director at KCSB. And uh, yeah, it it was a huge part of my undergrad experience. My junior and senior year really kind of inspired me to I tried to keep going on the journalism track. I really wanted to work for KPFA. And I think like a, a lot of folks who are into journalism, I ended up more on the like communications track for a while and sort of worked as an organizer and did a lot of like communications and fundraising jobs for a while and then switched careers in the last few years and became a therapist. So
1: I'd love to hear about how you got involved with
0: news at KCSB. Yeah, sure. So... Let's see. Um, I I actually did a semester abroad. While I was doing a semester abroad in D.C., I was interning for a radio production, uh, like privately run service called Talk Radio News Service, and basically they sent people out to the U.S. Capitol and the White House and State Department to collect audio for for stories and. A lot of the audio was kind of distributed around the country to to different uh news outlets and um i was also reporting for free speech radio news at the time i'm not even sure if they're around anymore they might not be but um i yeah i was reporting for them and i just kind of got the news bug being in dc um and uh came back to campus my junior year and just really wanted to continue doing journalism and so yeah I I went to KCSB and and I kind of didn't look back I I just got involved so yeah
1: and what was the reputation of KCSB like back then like did you know to go to KCSB to pursue journalism or was it known for more of the music side
0: yeah yeah um I think I had to kind of seek it out a little bit um it's funny I my One of my partners today also went to UCSB, but they didn't know about KCSB at all um, at the time. Um, And so I think it was, yeah, it was like pretty underground and um, I found it. Um, And uh, yeah, once I started working there, um, I was working with a bunch of other people that were kind of like more in the activist world and would go like mostly we would report at protests and things like that um and um some friends i met through like campus democrats and and there was like this sort of intersection of like the political and and um media worlds so yeah that was kind of where it sat um at UCSB but i think yeah mostly people were much more familiar with the nexus at the time so
1: yeah and so going into that what was the process of doing an interview? Like, did you take recorders out? Did you bring people into the station to do interviews? Because I assume there, was, there wasn't there was a Zoom type of interview format back then, right?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. And this is where I'm like, oh, I'm really dating myself here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were working on like old Mac, um, like desktop, like the big, the big like bubble IMAX. And um, I actually found some uh, like flyers I can share with you that it's like instructions on how to use the equipment and like pictures of some of the equipment and the software. And it's like, oh yeah, that is old school. Um, I think it was even kind of old school for 2006. So um, we would use mini disks, which I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, They're like, yeah. Um, they were kind of an esoteric technology i think even even back then but um they're basically recorders that and they're sort of like a predecessor to like mp3 players and you would actually get like a little disc about this big and it looked like a tiny cd inside of like a plastic case and you would pop it into the recorder and you would hold a microphone out and you would record on the mini disc and then you would take the mini disc and transfer all of the data to one of the desktop computers um and then you would use some like audio editing software like audacity or i think we were using some freeware back then for sure and it's still available now i sometimes use it but yeah that was i think that was kind of the process um and everything you know we had mixers and i mean i think that probably is still how it's done but just like kind of Controlling the levels for when you're importing audio. Yeah, I'm actually curious how y'all do it now. If it's like mostly just you record audio on your phones and then can just like upload it pretty easily.
1: Yeah, so um, I started during the pandemic. So all I started with was my phone, my like laptop mic, and just recording interviews on Zoom. Um, But now we have these handheld recorders that we can To like events and like protests to catch like sound and do interviews like out in the field and then since we've been back in person we've brought people into the studios and like to do, do in-person interviews with like the studio mics that we have but yeah nice. we, we still use audacity just like cool. do then too
0: yeah. yeah and sometimes if we were doing interviews with people like across the country we would go into one of the booths and then There was this kind of elaborate, like, you got to dial in with a landline and like, kind of like, I don't even really remember how it worked, but it involved a landline (laughs) and you would, yeah, it like hooked into the microphone. And so you could get the audio from the person that was calling in and then you could speak. And I actually found an interview with um, one of the reporters at the time who was interviewing somebody at one of the inauguration protests in D.C., when George W. Bush was inaugurated the second time. So, um, there's some, there's some pretty like interesting audio from, from them.
1: And so what kind of stories did you mainly cover when you were news directors? I know you mentioned there were a lot of protests going on on campus, but Mm
0: -hmm. what was
1: like your main focus when you were, um, covering stories?
0: Yeah, I was looking back and yeah, it was a lot, a lot of protest coverage, which, um, you know, sort of centered on just what was happening on campus at the time. there's um, so a lot of protest coverage, so like um there were the the May Day protests um, for like labor rights. And um, a couple of times, Schwarzenegger came to campus or came to Santa Barbara, and um like, I used my press pass to get in and like, you know, sort of check it out. He was at he was at the library once and then he was he also did some kind of uh, it was supposed to be a town hall but you know they weren't letting people in and um it was at like the marborg like trash facility downtown or something and um a bunch of of activists did get in cuz the the folks that were working at the facility just let us in but yeah we also did a lot of just like recording of lectures that would happen at Campbell Hall and so I think there was like different authors would come I mean, Howard Zinn was there before he passed away. I did a bunch of coverage of uh, authors that were talking about like corporate media consolidation. That was kind of my beat. And yeah,
1: that sounds great. And that's kind of like what we do here to um, still to this day. I'd awesome. love to hear about what your day to day schedule was like as news director, because our day to day is like, pretty chaotic we're going through things thinking about news every single second of every day what was it like for you
0: yeah um so we had just one like associate news director role and then there was the news director who was like the advisor level person who at the time was Kathy Murillo um who was mayor maybe yeah so she was like the person that i reported to i was the only person in a student position doing the news um there was a sports director too so we kind of like tag teamed um r- reporting and the news happened every day at 5 i want to say or maybe 4 it was like right like democracy now would air and then kcsb news would come on and i do have some like recordings of the actual newscast that i can share with you and it's Kind of funny. Um, like I can hear myself sounding pretty nervous and like stumbling over my words and some of the recordings. But yeah, I think we did that Monday through Friday. Um, maybe it was one day less, but yeah, I think it was every day. And um, I basically would coordinate with like a team of reporters and interns and just like get people together, and we'd like write up the script and then like print it out, and people would read it. Um, and then we'd have some pre-recorded stuff that we would play too. Um, if people had like gone out and done stories it was it was a big part of my life for sure and and it was super exciting to feel like you know we had our finger on the pulse and we were just like kind of running around like doing this thing on the fly um, it was really energizing and yeah I mean I, I did it for I think almost two years and I mean, like I met like Some of my best friends, I was just texting my best friend from college about it because she's actually visiting me right now from D.C. And um, and just like reminiscing about that time. And, you know, I met partners through KCSB and it was just a pretty vibrant community.
1: It's crazy to hear that you had a newscast every day because we only have Mondays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine having to produce content for every single day of the week. That sounds insane. It
0: was, I think it was pretty stressful, but I think I was at a place in my own like journey and mental health that I was just like, oh, kind of like thriving off of the chaos. And <laughs> it was like, I look back and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Like, I think I would burn out now <laughs> if I were doing that. Um, How yeah. big was your team of reporters? I mean, it was kind of a rotating cast of characters and I feel like there were probably between like five and 10 people at any time. And, you know, it was, I don't remember it ever feeling like slow. Like I just remember myself like literally running around the studio and just like running back and forth from the newsroom to the studio. And But it felt, it felt really exciting. It felt like we were doing really important stuff. And I think that was, that was really fun.
1: Did you have any main takeaways from being news director in your final years at UCSB?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was super empowering, I think. And I, I don't know if it was like a specific, like this was the main message, but well, I, I remember, um, I, one of my friends nominated me, a friend that I just reached out to actually, nominated me for some, like, community service award for doing stuff at KCSB, and I was, like, really, really honored um, by that, and she described my work and and the way that I was moving through the world and said that I was unstoppable, which, like, at the time, I was pretty insecure about a lot of things, and just, like, you know, um, yeah, I was, like, moving, 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 but, like, you know, I I was still trying to figure out who I was and, and where I was going to be in the world. And I think doing the news stuff gave me a lot of direction. And I really identified strongly as a journalist. And I mean, found it very, very hard to actually turn that into like a sustainable career, um, as I think a lot of people do. But um, yeah, I felt empowered. And I, I felt like I was doing good work. And um, I think more than any other undergrad experience, it it made it feel like I could have some kind of an impact in the world, and um, yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of like moved my career in a direction towards like more activism, um, you know, more communications work, and um, yeah, just it felt really cool and like we were at the, sort of the center of it all even though I hear now from other people at UCSB that they're like KCSB what and I'm just like it was cool we were doing cool stuff like <laughs> yeah.
1: I still think we're doing cool stuff and I know that totally. not everybody knows about us but I feel like we're kind of getting a bigger presence on campus or we're trying to
0: yeah For sure. Yeah. And I'm so glad that KCSB is still thriving. And, you know, going back and and seeing everything. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's great to see that, like, the tradition continues. And um, I'm just so grateful that I got to be a part of it. And yeah, I I just was like tearing up, like listening to some of the work that we did back then. So yeah, hopefully for you, like, you know, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. it'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm super proud of that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling me about your time as news director. Um, I'm sure maybe some of our listeners that hear this will maybe remember you from when you were a news director back then.
0: I don't know about that, but maybe, sure. (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are all the questions I had, but thank you so much for being here with me today. Sure. Thank you so much, Jennifer.